0: Hi, and welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hager, and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where founders like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. Today, we're talking about how to strategically plan your marketing for the year for maximum ROI. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Victoria here. And today, we're talking about marketing strategy planning for the year and if you've listened to my past episodes I think you are catching on how much I love planning but today I'm going to lay out a little bit of a framework that I hope will help you strategically plan your year now at the time of recording this we are in mid-year review time and 2020 has been a doozy of a year so far and I've been really working hard to help my clients in my community reframe and rethink and reboot the next, uh, for the next six months of the year so we can end this year strong. And the first step in doing that is having a clear plan to get you there. So I'm going to share the framework that I use to plan the year and tell you a little bit about how I'm adapting it for my clients and community Uh, looking at the next six years and how we're gonna six years sorry the next six months um, and see how we can kind of end the year at a high note so really what I do uh, when planning with clients and for my own business uh, at these certain two particular points of the year of course in January and at mid-year review um, is to look at the eight steps of marketing so If you're not aware of the client value journey, I'm going to link some resources in the show notes for you, but the client value journey is an eight step process that clients go through as they're becoming aware of your brand and eventually buy from you and hopefully promote your business and uh, become a referral source. So as I mentioned, there are eight steps and I'm going to go through each of them with you. But when we're doing our strategic planning, we want to make sure that we have each one of these eight steps covered. Now, some of these eight steps are uh, some things that you're going to probably put into motion at the beginning of the year, and your job becomes measuring their performance and kind of tweaking them as they go. And some steps are going to be a little bit more active, some things that you have to refresh every month or every quarter. So let's go ahead and look at the first step. This is the aware or the attract phase. In this phase, we're trying to um, really understand the ways in which we get new eyeballs in our business, new contacts, um, new ways that people find out about what we do and who we are. So this could be taken in the form of advertising, traditional advertising, or uh, partnerships or guest blogging, ways that you're sort of leveraging other people's audiences to uh, advertise for your own business, or, as I mentioned again, straight advertising, any ways that you're getting fresh eyeballs on your brand and your content. The second step is engage. So once we get those eyeballs to our business and hopefully onto our web page, What on our website is really engaging these users to learn a little bit more about our business? Um, The third stage is we're subscribing. Um, So we want to find a way to get these clients to raise their hand and say, yes, I would like to know more about your business and give us their email address. The email address is going to be the number one way that you are selling, um, whether you're a brick and mortar or not. Uh, an email is incredible, valuable, uh, incredibly valuable for for marketing, um, because again, it's someone raising their hand, giving them permission, telling you, "Yes, I'm interested in what you do," and then we get into the next phase, which is the nurture phase. Um, and we're going to want to be sharing relevant content or uh, tips, tricks, guides, all of these sort of things that are going to be added value information to the community based on what it is that we do um, and what our ideal client avatar is. But when we really think of digital marketing, a lot of us think of just this nurture piece, right? Um, content that we put through social media or through our newsletter, as I mentioned, or the blogs that we write are usually. Looking about how we nurture this, the, the community, how we build that like, know and trust so we can eventually, when we do ask for the sales, which is the next stage, uh, you know, they actually are ready and willing to buy from us. So after our audience is nurtured and primed, what we want to do is convert them. We want to invite them to work with us. And this takes the form of the promotions and, um, certain sales promotions uh maybe some curated uh product uh deals there's a lot of creative ways we can ask for the sale right but at this point our audience is super ready to buy from us uh, because they again are well nurtured once they buy a product or service the next step is delight We want to make sure that we are delighting and exciting our clients with with whatever it is, whatever product or service we're delivering. And after that, we want to keep them in our nurture circle. But now we sort of upgrade them to ways that perhaps we can uh, upgrade their relationship. It's much easier, of course, to sell to someone that has bought from us before a previous customer. Uh, From a client acquisition standpoint, it's much easier to convert those people than to convert someone that is new. And so once someone has raised their hand and bought from you, you know, what are all the ways that we can, um, upsell them either during the initial sales process or afterwards? And again, this can come in the form of curated content. Um, maybe if they bought one thing, you can, uh, you know, email them with specific suggestions based on things that they might be interested in. Uh, Companies that do this really, really well are uh, companies like West Elm or Crate and Barrel. I feel like I get uh, emails almost every day, um, sort of with related items of whatever I was looking at uh, in the previous week. But uh, there's, again, a lot of things a lot of ways you can do this. Also upselling sort of complimentary items, uh, is another really good way. And again, you can do this during the checkout process. You can do this with follow-up emails, but it is again, much easier to sell someone that already has raised their hand and, and purchased from you before, uh, and tell, told you that they, you know, enjoy, you know, whatever it is that you sell. Uh, and then the last and final part of, of this process is advocating and promoting. So, you, we really want to, because we've created uh, really happy customers, because we've excited them and delighted them in the delivery of whatever it is that we are, uh, the service or product we create, we want to find ways in which our customers can become advocates and promoters of our business. And so, we need to keep in my, mind ways that we're asking for reviews or testimonials. Those pieces are super useful for converting future clients. And also, perhaps, if this makes sense for our business, find a way that those past clients can become promoters of our business. And so an example of this could be having past clients get um, percentage off or some sort of special promotion for inviting friends uh, to join or to buy something. Uh, these kind of cash back promotions are ways that you can really help spread the word through past clients uh, promoting can also look through uh, look like having affiliate links for uh, path clients as well so companies like Trello are really good at this um, I really enjoy Trello um, but the more uh, people that I get you know whenever I have uh, a team that I every team that I use uh, for with clients we all use Trello so I'm always having uh, a lot of people sign up under my referral code and while it's not a cashback promotion I get all sorts of benefits of upgraded you know, business plan services and things like that because I am referring other clients to the platform so these are the basic 8 steps of the client value journey and you can tweak these steps based on what your specific service or product is. It's not a perfect science. I've seen several different versions of this client value journey. This is just the one that I like to use. I find kind of captures uh, a lot for different types of businesses, but you're going to want to start with this framework because having a framework of this uh, sort really is a nice foundation for your marketing strategy. And It makes sure that you're covering all of the bases. So when you're doing your 12 month of planning, it's pretty simple. I want you to look at a few things each and every month, each month. Um, And we kind of want to also bundle these into quarters, right? When we're doing our quarterly planning, but we want to look first and we want to say, okay, what, in what way are we doing everything to satisfy these eight steps of the journey? And You want to always be making sure that your audience is nurtured. You also always want to be making sure that you're asking for that sell inviting people to work with you. Um, and then again, as I mentioned, a couple portions of these are pretty much like set it and forget it. Although I don't like ever to forget, but you know, uh, ways that you ask for, for referrals and things like that, maybe it's only once or twice a year that you check in on those on the performance of those and do some creative testing to see how you can, uh, get those, uh, those pieces to convert a little bit better. Um, like for example, if you're asking for referrals, you know, perhaps a couple times a year you can do more creative campaigns or something a little bit more interesting to boost those, uh, those reviews or those testimonials or those, uh, those are for how the referral program's performing. Um, but perhaps it's something that you don't have to actually be looking at each and every month. Um, But once you're sort of having this framework, you want to go month by month, as I mentioned, and really write out what are you doing for each step of this journey in your business. Some months, it just won't change. You know, many months, you'll be doing the same thing month over month. Um, But sometimes things will change, like your nurture. You know, what interesting things are you doing to nurture your clients? What interesting ways are you inviting them to purchase from you the promotions that you're doing each month? And then when you're kind of laying out your line items for each one of these steps, we also want to say each and every month, what are the metrics for each part? This is super important, right? Because we want to reverse engineer each one of these steps towards a revenue goal. And it becomes really easy when you start looking at, um, you know, I mean, each step of this journey becomes like a conversion point that you can really track. and It becomes a fun little game of sorts because you, you always want to start with that top of that funnel, which is that aware and attract stage, right? And as when this is engineered correctly, you really uh, just need to turn the faucet up a little bit on how many people, how many more eyeballs you are uh, getting into your, new eyeballs you're getting into your business, because as they kind of funnel through each one of these steps, you'll understand how each step converts and what that translates into revenue each month. And so it becomes kind of an easy game to say, okay, we need to increase the revenue by X amount. Once you have some solid, aware stage uh, tactics nailed down, you'll know exactly how much money you need to pour into revenue, uh, into advertising to get more eyeballs that are going to convert through that line of of stages that's going to get you X amount of revenue, or how many guest blogs or partnership things that you need to do, um, how really many new eyeballs you need uh, to go through all of these stages to end with the revenue that's needed. So we want to look at those two pieces each and every month. And then, of course, uh, we also want to be aware each and every month of what special events are going on, what special holidays are going on, um, and really plan in three-month chunks, at the very least, uh, per quarter, all of the marketing activity around those things, right? Each step of the kite by journey, and of course, any important events uh, for your industry or important holidays that you wanna recognize in your business. And that becomes kind of a very easy way to conceptualize your marketing strategy. I have a really juicy little template that I'm excited to share with you that I'll put through in the show notes. Um, And it's really just something you can print and fill out and use as a guide throughout the year. Now, for this year in particular, um, even if you've done something similar to this in the beginning of the year, we are all facing new challenges after the last three, four months. And what we really want to do is get creative. And I really think that having all of this information down in a template, organized out, gives us the headspace to start looking at creative solutions. And the creative solutions is what I often talk about is this experimenting and this testing. Give yourself the space and the freedom to try new things out um, with a real deep understanding of where your clients are emotionally um, financially, uh, it goes back to that demographic, psychographic of your court client avatar. Um, there's another article that I wrote that I think might be helpful here, which digs into, uh, Harvard Business Review study that was done, um, around, uh, how companies perform and sort of the ways that they pivot during economic downturns. And whether or not we're really poised for a serious economic downturn, this is uncertain, but it is really helpful to uh, uh, get some good ideas going about how you may prepare and safeguard your business in case that does happen. But whether or not the downturn's coming or not, there's no denying that there has been a shift in the buying behavior for a lot of us. And it just takes that mental clarity and that that space to sit and sort of analyze ways that we can serve our customers and clients in the emotional state that they are in right now. Um, because there are always, you know, regardless of the economy, there's always clients looking to buy and ready to buy. It's just about understanding how the marketing that you do uh, the messaging that you put forth, how can you manipulate that? Or maybe that's not the right word, manipulate, but how can you refine that and fine tune that so you are really connecting on an emotional level with your clients and customers? So I hope this helped. I'm really excited for you to download the template that I created and please give me your feedback and share your progress. You can always find me on LinkedIn, connect with me there, DM me there. I'm Victoria Hajar, which is H A J J A R. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Bye.